Hey everybody and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop radio station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and man what a time it is to be an NFL fan. The NFL playoffs are here, wild card weekend. Swoop radio is going to have a lot of topics for you guys to talk about today. I'm going to get into the NFL playoffs. I'm going to give you guys my predictions for each playoff game. I'm also going to talk about the Eagles and their division uh, clinching game against the New York Giants. Uh, what Carson Wentz has done these past couple games. Got to get into the Sixers woes and how awful the 76ers have been. The, uh, even though they killed Milwaukee on Christmas Day. And then I'm also going to get into some college football playoff talk because the national championship game is next Monday and your Clemson Tigers are taking on the LSU Tigers. So battle of the Tigers next Monday. So today is going to be a full four topic show. So I hope you guys have the patience and stick around because Swoop Radio has a lot to talk about. And before I get started with today's podcast, you can find Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Instagram, Spotify. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio online and I will pop right up. Hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, Every Thursday, uh, Swoop Radio will give you guys new podcasts. Every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And once I get back to school, I'll get back to Monday and and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So what we're going to start today's show is, or today's podcast, we're going to get into the Philadelphia Eagles because the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the New York Giants 34 to 17, and the turning point of the game was when Fletcher Cox and Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins came in on a safety blitz, sacked Daniel Jones, forced a fumble. Fletcher Cox recovered it at the one-yard line, and Boston Scott score, uh, ran for the score, and that and that touchdown really put the Eagles on top. That made it 27 uh, to 17, and then the Eagles would tack on another touchdown as well to make it 34-17. And 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 at time and at that time it was 20 to 17. The Eagles just kicked the go-ahead field goal. The Giants on the previous drive had a 50 or 60-yard touchdown run by Saquon Barkley. So the Giants looked like they had some momentum, but in that play, pretty much ended it. Eagles clinched the NFC East. They they are now two-time defending NFC East champions under Doug Peterson's tenure. And Carson Wentz now and the Eagles get to play in the playoffs this year. For the first time, this is Carson Wentz's first playoff game coming up. He is taking on the Seattle Seahawks, and I'll get into my predictions and what the Eagles have to do on my next topic. But over the course of the month of December, the Eagles go from one of the the biggest disappointment of the NFL season, in my opinion. Carson Wentz looking like he is a bust, and a lot of people are calling him out. I'm one of those people where I was critical of Carson Wentz. I was very critical of him after that Seattle game because he played his worst performance. That was his worst game as a pro. But I'm still, I still was always, Wentz is the guy. Nick Foles is not the guy. Nick Foles is getting old. He just broke his collarbone. He has not even played a full season. 
Carson Wentz has shown that he can play a full season, and he's 26 years old, has a better arm, more mobility, way better talent. Come on, stop talking. All the haters, all the Wentz haters now in the month, they have all been quiet. They have not said a word for a month, and that is because Carson Wentz has been absolutely sensational in the month of December. Yeah, he lost to the Miami Dolphins, and that loss was terrible, but that loss was not on Carson Wentz. But since that loss, the Eagles won four straight games. Carson Wentz did not throw a single interception in those four games and during the Eagles' four-game winning streak. Carson Wentz in the month of December has 12 touchdowns, one interception, and that interception was on a Hail Mary throw. So was it really an interception? No, not really. Carson Wentz also is now the Philadelphia Eagles franchise leader in passing yards. He is also the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for over 4,000 yards with not having a single receiver have over 500 receiving yards. What words come to mind as I describe that stat to you guys? I know in my mind what happened, what the words that come into mind is, wow, really? Are the Eagles receivers that bad? Have the Eagles had a season where there's been injury after injury after injury? And the answer to those questions is yes. Aguilar gets paid $9 million. To put it in perspective, Julio Jones gets $10 million. And they shouldn't even be on the same field. That's how bad Nelson Aguilar has been this season. So, to put that into perspective, Alshon Jeffrey is on the IR. Uh, Zach Ertz broke his rib. Yeah, Wentz, that was a terrible throw on Wentz. Wentz should have threw it better there. But Ertz is out. You lose your left tackle in Lane Johnson. You lose your running back in Jordan Howard. Miles Sanders has emerged as he's probably going to be the runner-up for Rookie of the Year. Um, He might win it in the NFC. I don't know how Rookie of the Year uh, gets decided. I believe it's each each conference. Don't quote me facts for that. I know I'm not... Uh, 100% sure, but Miles Sanders could get it if it's in the NFC, but he's definitely not winning it overall because the, the Tennessee Titans receiver has been amazing. But anyway, the Philadelphia Eagles won four straight games. Carson Wentz has been sensational, and the Eagles are hot. And now under Doug Peterson in the month of December, under Doug Peterson, the Eagles only have Besides their first season under with when Carson Wentz was a rookie, we're excluding that. In the past three seasons under Doug Peterson, the Eagles only have one December loss. Or no, two December losses because of Dolphins. That is an amazing statistic. Because games wait that when it cut crunch time is the month of December in the NFL. That's the time where the the, the final stretch one run that's either going to make or break your season. Under Doug Peterson in winner-take-all games, he only has two losses in winner-take-alls. And one of the, and one of those losses was against the New Orleans Saints last year in the divisional round. So in crunch time, game season on the line, Doug Peterson gets the job done. And all those people that were coming at Doug Peterson and questioning him and Howie Roseman and I completely understand in the beginning of the year, but they have all, they have to silence every 
everyone that, that talked about them over this past four straight weeks and everything that they every, everything that everyone came at them about. Howie Roseman did a great job finding these practice squad guys. Greg Ward, Boston Scott. All these guys were in the practice squad. Um, the 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 uh, Butler. Uh, I, for, I forget who the other receivers are. Like the one guy caught a 48-yard bomb. When was the last time an Eagles receiver caught a 48-yard pass? You, you you can't you can't remember that. So the Eagles season has down as it was four weeks ago. As an Eagles fan, I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of Doug Peterson. I'm proud of Howie Roseman, and the Eagles. May not have the talent to go all the way to the Super Bowl this year. And in my opinion, I think they don't. It's just too many injuries. Like Brandon Brooks is out for the year. But this Eagles team has fight. They will always give their 100% effort. There's no question that Doug Peterson has the pulse of that of that team. And Doug Peterson is on track and is on pace to be the greatest Eagles coach of all time. He's already won. He's already done something that, the, in, that no Eagles coach has ever done. So, Doug Peterson, you have all my respect. He is a great leader of men. Um, I still would fire Mike Rowe at the end of the year. I do not like him as an offensive coordinator. I do not like him. But that's just another opinion, and that's another conversation we'll have another day. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Anchor FM, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Instagram, and many more. All I have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Stick around because I'm going to get into the NFC playoffs preview. I'm going to get into my picks and also update you guys on how well I did to close out the season. But I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. We'll be right back. and welcome back to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier I talked about the Eagles clinching the NFC East and getting the job done, defeating the New York Giants. And now we got to get into the second topic. Before I get into my NFL picks, I'm going to probably conclude the show with that. I think that's a perfect time. I'm going to get into Black Monday in the NFL because a lot of coaches got fired uh, Pat Shermer got fired from the New York Giants. The Redskins obviously fired their coach, but they hired Ron Rivera. I really like that deal because Ron Rivera, two-time coach of the year, led the Panthers to a Super Bowl in 2015, and he is a great leader of men, and that's what the Redskins need as their culture. I mean, as an Eagles fan, I love it when the NFC East teams struggle, but the Washington Redskins... <clears throat> have had a lot of problems with their president, with their GM in the front of the office. Like, are they really serious? Like, did he really want to win? Like, ever since the turn of the century, the Redskins have been awful. They have not won a playoff game, and they only have two postseason berths. Washington, you have to do better. And that starts with up top. But getting a guy in Ron Rivera, he's going to have the power. Well, it all depends on what uh, Snyder wants. But <clears throat> the as, I, as I'm thinking, the Redskins, having that great coach is a good start. So I think Washington is looking in the right direction. Now, is Dwayne Haskins the answer? That's the other question that you have to decide as Redskins fans. 
Jason Garrett, update on Jason Garrett. He is meeting with Jerry Jones again. Oh my God, so annoying. Just stop it. But other news, Freddie Kitchens, coach of the Cleveland Browns, has been fired. Redskins also got uh, Jack Del Rio as the defensive coordinator. I love that signing. Jack Del Rio is one of the best, um, one of the best defensive minds. But honestly, as we're really thinking about this, the Cowboy saga continues. Are they going to fire Jason Garrett? Is Jer- is Jerry Jones? Does he have? enough balls to fire this man honestly in my opinion I think he does not I think he loves him so much that Jerry Jones is probably going to stay again and Cowboy fans are all going to be pissed off um but (laughs) it just shows man Black Monday it's a thing and for those who don't know what Black Monday is it's the Monday after the NFL regular season is officially over. That's when teams usually fire guys, re-sign guys, or hire other people. Um, because it, it, the it, teams change quickly. you got to realize it's a business. And there's another guy that I really want to get into that might lose his job in basketball coaching. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But as we are getting ready for the NFL playoffs... Dalvin Cook for the Vikings said that he will be at full strength for the Saints. Will that help me lead to my decision? Hmm, we'll find out. But general manager Dorsey for the Cleveland Browns, he opted part ways as well. So the Cleveland Browns are going to have new, they're going to have new GM, new coach. Time to start over. You have Odell, you have Landry, you have Baker Mayfield. You got to get him a good offensive-minded coach that can get them um, over the top, but there wasn't really a lot of moves on Black Monday, in my opinion. There was not a lot, um, but it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen um, in, in the NFL. Like, what's going to happen with Jason Garrett? What do you guys think is going to happen to Jason Garrett? Do you think that uh, that he's going to get fired? Do you think that he's going to get resigned? Like, it's it's going to be very. It's going to be very interesting. But as we check here for more coaching moves. Whew, man. Josh McDaniels has been a possible has been a possible candidate. Um, there, there's, there's just a lot of other names that you guys have to think about. Um, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. Mike McCarthy. Um, he's going to talk to the uh, Giants. Obviously, Ron Rivera, the Jaguars, got rid of Doug Marone. Um, so, I mean, the Jaguars need a job. Um, same with the with the Browns. The Browns have also asked to talk to Josh McDaniels. Um, as I'm just looking down, um, Jason Garrett's still safe. But, yeah, Freddie Kitchens has been gone. Just recapping this for you guys. Just so you guys know what's going on in the NFL. Um it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Jaguars, oh, Doug Marone is not getting fired, my fault. Tom Coughlin left, just to clear that. Apologize for that, guys. Pat Shermer gets fired. That's what's new. Ron Rivera got fired. We all knew that a while ago. Um, Jay Gruden, we knew that a while ago. So, again, there's not really a lot of moves. And Matt Patricia is going to stay, even though this year has been rough for the Detroit Lions. 
they've been in every game this year. They just were not unable to close. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez and on Anchor FM. Um, I'm going to get into a little bit of Sixers basketball next. But I'm going to conclude this topic with the college football playoff. I was thinking, hey, why not combine both topics together? Because what a wild weekend it was. You saw LSU and Joe Burrow, who is going to win the Heisman. He already won the Heisman. He is going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, even though I think Tua is the better NFL-ready quarterback. Joe Burrow is healthy, and he is ready now. And Joe Burrow threw, combined for eight touchdowns, threw for seven, ran for one score. The LSU Tigers annihilated and dismantled Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts threw a pick. Jalen Hurts did run for two scores, but it was all garbage time. Oklahoma could not stop anything LSU threw at them. And it's going to be a very interesting championship game. On the other game, you have Clemson coming back from a 16-0 deficit to defeat Ohio State. Yeah, the yeah well, some Ohio State fans are going to complain that, oh, that, that should have been a fumble or... Or like some calls that did not go their way. But Ohio State has nothing to talk about when it comes to calls. Because didn't they win because of a call in the national championship game in the early 2000s? So I don't want to hear any complaining. Uh, Ohio State still had a chance to win the game. Their quarterback threw a pick in the end zone. Their quarterback only threw one interception the entire season. Against Clemson, he threw two picks in that game. That cost the team. That's where games are won or lost in the turnover battle. So now Clemson is on a 29-game winning streak, defending national champions, going up against LSU. And it's going to be a good one. A lot of people are going to give LSU, and that's where the money's going, LSU. But I I really like Clemson in this game. You never get rid of a heart of a champion. And Clemson got disrespected when they fell to five after their scare against North Carolina. And since then, Clemson has been by far one of the best teams in the country And in my opinion, they have the defense and the offense to get the job done. It's Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. And a lot of people are going to go with Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is the Heisman winner. He's been amazing all year, and he's coming off of eight touchdowns. So I get it. I completely get it. But one thing I will say that Clemson has the advantage over LSU is coaching. Dabo Sweeney is, is, it goes Nick Saban. Maybe Urban Meyer, but Dabo Sweeney has now won two national titles. And if he wins again, he'll have his third national championship as a coach. And only, like, Urban Meyer. I know Urban Meyer has a couple. And Nick Saban have more. So, I coaching advantage has to go to Dabo Sweeney and what he's done with that program in Clemson. So, what do you guys think is going to win? Clemson or LSU, you can feel free to... <laughs> Message me on Twitter or on Instagram. All I have to do is search Swoop Radio or my personal account at S-A-N-N underscore C-H-E-Z-Z. But we're going to get into some Sixers basketball talk on the next topic. And then we're going to conclude with NFL picks. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Stick around because sick the Sixers are next. But for now, this is Josh signing off.
everybody and welcome to the third topic of today, Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Man, this show we've already talked about a lot. Talked about the Eagles, talked about Black Monday in the NFL, and talked about the national title game. Now we gotta get into some Sixers talk because after the Sixers' impressive win against the Milwaukee Bucks where they shot 21 threes, where they made 21 threes, and completely dominated probably the best team in basketball, besides the Clippers, in my opinion, the Sixers have lost three straight. And the Sixers' locker room is all sorts of crazy right now. You have Josh Richardson, you have Al Horford talk about how some nights the team does not show up. They just play. There's no fight, no con- no no sense of urgency. And honestly, the person that is to blame is Ben Simmons. You can get on Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid, like he should not have missed the, NBA, the Indiana Pacers game. I don't get it. You play a back, you play back-to-back games. You get two and a half, probably three days off. And then you can't play. So, these two superstar players in Simmons and Embiid, right now this is the breaking point for them. Especially Simmons, because Simmons is arrogant. And this is also a breaking point for Brett Brown. Because as a coach, you need to have control on that locker room. And what Brett Brown is doing is he's being everyone's friend. He's not correcting people. Like, ever since Brett Brown said to the media that Ben Simmons needs to shoot one three-pointer a game and go and, and, and go eight and attempt eight free throws a game. That was the goal set by Coach Brett Brown. Since he said that, Ben Simmons has one, not taken a three-pointer, and two, never had a game where he had over eight three free throws and shot a three. So what does that say? What that says is that Ben Simmons does not care. Ben Simmons is arrogant. And Brett Brown is not the right coach for this team. And I I love Brett Brown. Brett Brown is a great guy. And I've always said that the Sixers should let him finish this season because of what they put him through with the first three years of the process. But he said on the media that in the beginning of the year, that the Sixers were going to figure it out by Christmas. Well, Brett Brown, it's January 2nd, and your team is the sixth seed at 23-13. and 13. So what the hell are you doing? What the hell is the Sixers doing? Ben Simmons' numbers have dropped. Yes, he's been better defensively. Joel Embiid's numbers have dropped. And these are supposed to be your star players. Well, these star players are not actual leaders. Jimmy Butler was an actual leader. That's why the Sixers were good last year. Butler kept Brett Brown in check and kept the players in check. You guys got to remember, last year... Sorry, guys, I do have allergies. Last year, Brett Brown and Jimmy Butler went at it. Because Jimmy Butler is going to hold you accountable. Because Jimmy Butler is that alpha dog. And the Sixers do not have that on this team. And that's why they are a six seed. 
and they have nights and stretches where they beat the best teams in the league, and then they have a stretch where they lose to the Magic, you lose to the Suns, you lose, you almost lose to the Knicks, you almost lose to the Cavs early in the year. Like, the Sixers have not even had a 20-point blowout. They have not had that consistently yet. All of the top teams have at least six games where they roll teams by 20. The Sixers have not had that. And that is because, again, lack of focus, lack of dedication, and lack of effort from your superstar point guard in Simmons that's supposed to be a superstar. And a coach in Brett Brown that does not know how to get the best out of these guys. So if this continues, the Sixers have now had three incidences this year where they've had three-game losing streaks. And with this team that's supposed to be a one or two seed in the East, they have underperformed drastically. Something is going to have to change. And they can go on a run and win the next five games, and that's great. They take on the Rockets tonight, and I hope they win. They usually show up on nationally televised games. But when you need a win, when it's not prime time, when you go up against weak teams, the Sixers are not going to show up. They lost to the Magic twice. The Magic stink. They are seven games below 500. I don't want to hear it. The Sixers have a mental lack of intensity and urgency and it starts with your star players and it starts with your coach so I'm going to say it Brett Brown if the Sixers continue to lose three in a row they go hot and they go cold they go hot and cold Brett Brown will not make it this season he will be fired He said that the Sixers would have it figured out by Christmas. Well, it's the new year, Brett. Let's see what you got, starting with the Rockets. The Sixers are going to have to win 18. They're going to have to start rolling teams for me to start believing again. Does this team really think that they can just turn it on in the postseason? No matter what seed they are? Well, I got news for you. If it's not practiced and repeated over and over and over again... Your team is might not match well with the with the Bucks. You got your Sixers might not even play against the Bucks. That's how bad we've been. We're at a sixth seed right now. Just lost by 25 to the Indiana Pacers without Victor Oladipo, and Brogdon went out early in the game. Pathetic, pathetic effort. I'm calling out the Sixers overall as a team. They have to get better because this season has been such a disappointment. What do you guys think? Feel free to call in and message Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Just hit that button on Anchor. It's called Voice Message. Also, hit that subscribe button on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stick around because I'm going to get into my NFL postseason picks and how I did in the regular season. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Stick around. Swoop Radio. We'll be right back. Trust the process. I know it's hard right now. Hey everybody and welcome to the final topic of today's 
podcast with Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Whew, man, I had to get a sip of water and cool down because the Sixers have been irritating me as a fan and as a sports expert. But now we're going to get into the fun topic of today's podcast, the NFL NFL postseason. It is wild card weekend in the NFL, and there's going to be some great football this weekend. And I'm not going to lie to you. My the way how I ended week 17, I was spot on. Perfect. I only did four games. I went 4-0. I picked the Eagles to beat the Giants. I picked the Tennessee Titans to beat the Texans. I picked the 49ers to beat the Seahawks. And I picked the Cowboys to defeat the Washington Redskins. And I also went 5-1 the week before. So I ended the season going 9-1. So... And put that put my season total to 70 and 38 for the year on my pick. So I have been rolling this year with my NFL weekly picks. So with the postseason picks, hopefully my luck in the regular season will continue to the postseason. But I believe that karma will eventually get me. But hopefully, hopefully karma won't get me now. So, we're going to start with the Saturday's games, which are all AFC. I love what the NFL did this year. They're doing the, the AFC in the, on Saturday, and they're doing the NFC on Sunday. So, starting with the Houston Texans and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have been the biggest surprise of the year. They, that huge win at Dallas. Both games against the Patriots were down to the wire. This Buffalo Bills defense is top three in football. The Texans are going to have a very difficult time finding a way to get on this Buffalo Bills defense. They have a tremendous shutdown corner that is second to Stephon Gilmore. He's going to be on DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. But the question is going to be the Houston Texans offensive line. Are they going to show up? If the Texans offensive line shows up, Because you can run on this Bills defense. This Bills defense has holes against the run. If Houston can find a way to run the football and not have Deshaun Watson drop back 30 to 40 times, I believe the Texans will win this game. They are also at home. And the Bills have been a great team this year, but I think that their youth and inexperience is going to hurt them in this game. This is Josh Allen's first ever playoff game. And J.J. Watt is coming back and is planning to play in the playoffs. So the Texans are going to get excited. They have their superstar defensive end back. And I think they're going to learn a lot from last year and what happened last year. The Texans were the 3C last year. The Colts came in there and just destroyed the Houston Texans on, on the defensive side of the ball. The offense could not do anything for the Texans. So I like the Texans to defeat the I like the Texans to beat the Buffalo Bills 22 to 17. I think Josh Allen is going to throw an interception in this game, a key turnover that's going to lead the Houston Texans to the victory. I think the Texans kick a couple field goals in this game because of the Buffalo Bills defense. I think because of the Buffalo Bills defense, it's going to be a t- a touchdown or less scoring game so the spread is I gotta double check the spread 
but I will do that at the end. But I really like the Texans. And the Texans, and I just checked the spread, the Texans are minus three. So I would bet the Texans in this game as well if I was betting this game. I'm staying away from it, from my honest opinion. The next game, you have the New England Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. The Patriots, wow. You want to talk about meltdown? They just lost to the Miami Dolphins at home with a chance to clinch the two seed in the AFC. Ryan Fitzmagic did his magic as the Dolphins shut, completely upset the New England Patriots. That being said, though, I love the Patriots. I do not trust Ryan Tannehill in this game. I expect Tannehill to throw at least two interceptions. And Stephon Gilmore gets back on track after getting exposed last week a little bit. The spread is five. I think the Patriots dominate this game. Uh, you can't go back. You can't go off of what team recently played who. You can't. The Titans, they played a Texans team that didn't have anyone. So I really like the Patriots in this game. I expect the Patriots to win by 10 points. I like the Patriots to win 24 I'll, I'll do 24-10, New England Patriots. I think the Titans just don't get enough uh, done. Because you already know what Bill Belichick's going to do. He's going to take away Derrick Henry, the league leader in rushing. And he's going to make Ryan Tannehill beat him. And I don't think Ryan Tannehill will. So I'm going to go with New England 24-10. to And I, I am a lock. And I am 100% sure that New England will cover the spread. Next, we're going to get into the NFC. You have the Minnesota Skull, Skull, Skull Vikings taking on the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. This game, if I'm betting this game, I'm betting the Vikings, and I love it. The Vikings are an eight-point underdog. I get it. New Orleans is a tough place to play, and Kirk Cousins, you can't trust him in big games. You're right. But Dalvin Cook says that he is going to be 100%. And this Vikings defense is no slouch. They they make you earn your points. And I really think they're going to put the pressure on the Saints. But that being said, I think the Saints will win the game, but by a game-winning field goal. So if I'm betting the game, take the Vikings. They're plus 7.5. I love it. Take it. Take the line. Don't be scared of New Orleans in New Orleans. Please don't. Drew Brees is a great quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But the Saints are not going to roll the Vikings. The Vikings are a good playoff team. And the Saints have holes on the defensive side of the ball. So I like I like the Saints, though, to win this game. I expect 27-24 uh, Lutz with the game-winning field goal as time expires. This is also revenge of the playoffs two years ago when the Vikings won on that amazing play, that game-winning play with Stephon Diggs. That being said, I think the Saints get their revenge, but they win a close one in New Orleans, 27-24. And the final game, you have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Seattle Seahawks. This Seahawks team is 11-5, 7-1 on the road, but they have huge holes on the defensive side of the ball. They are one of the worst teams at covering running backs in the passing game. And the Eagles have not one but two running backs that are speedy, shifty, and can get open in Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. So I think what this game is going to come down to is momentum. And right now, the Eagles have all the momentum in the game. Carson Wentz is playing his best football. 
The Eagles have not beaten Seattle, though, under Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. They are 0-5 uh, in, in, in their matchups. Um, the Eagles are also home underdogs. And the Seattle Seahawks, though, are missing their two best running backs. So they have Marshawn Lynch, but Marshawn Lynch is he's coming out of retirement. So he's not going to give you as much. So I'm going to go with the Eagles in this game. I really like the Eagles in this game. I think Carson Wentz gets the job done. He continues to ride that hot hand. I expect Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, one of those two guys, is going to have a huge play for a touchdown. The, when the Seattle, when the Seattle, and then also that Seattle Seahawks came here and won, and the Eagles have the scouts, like they they have the film of their previous matchup of what went wrong, and I have, I have full faith in Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz to get the job done. I expect the Eagles to pull the upset and beat the Seattle Seahawks at home, and you know the link is going to be rocking. It's going to it's going to be crazy. In Philly this weekend, especially final play home playoff game of the season, final home game. You 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 bet the Philly fans are going to show up, and I think this is a bad matchup for Seattle. And I think the Eagles finally get over the hump and defeat the Seahawks. I'm going to go with 27 to 20. Eagles win. Carson Wentz throws for three touchdowns. Boston Scott runs or runs in for a score. I like the Eagles. But to recap my picks, I went with I'm going with all the home teams this year. And it's very I know I know this year's been very interesting, especially with home teams. But I think that the playoffs, all home teams will win this game, these games. Houston, New England, New Orleans, and Philly. What do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. Check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Instagram and more just search swoop radio online on the google browser and hit that subscribe button wherever you listen hope you guys have a wonderful day be safe hope you guys had a great holiday i know i did but this is josh signing off swoop